Welcome into Dose of OJ. We just want to thank you for checking out our podcast. We also want to let you know that the contents of this episode may include some strong language, so it's probably not the best podcast for you to blare at your workplace. However, you should definitely show your friends and maybe even your boss. Definitely show your boss. Who knows? You might get a raise. Enjoy the episode. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into episode 43 of Dose of OJ. We're on a roll. This is like two weeks, three weeks in a row. Dude, I told you we're back. Like, I don't know that crack in your back, like you know, that you can't get rid. That was really bad. Yeah, I, didn't, I think we should I, restart. We Let's restart. Okay, let's. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Dose of OJ, episode 43. I'm not cutting that out either. Like that was, this is legitimately. Oh, issue. we're just I doing that? Believe, okay, I well. I believe that you tried to hit an analogy and you I more so tried to like rap like I thought I was about to oh boy nice rhyme yeah I I don't know what I'm doing today man (laughs) but you're right we're on a roll that's for sure I think we're not going anywhere is really what I was trying to get to here we may be derailing right now I don't know oh boy okay uh so the last last bit of information we left everybody was that we were going to talk about apple um, and is Apple going to go anywhere because they're just, they're just dominating and they've been dominating. Um, yeah. I'm just going to tell you this flat out point blank. I don't think Apple will ever go out of business. Who ever you legitimately don't think they're ever, ever going. Anywhere. I think they will be around for the rest of my life. My non-existent ch- children there, they'll be around forever. And I have, I have some pretty strong reasons why I think that. Yeah, I'm there with you. I think just because it's so far in the future, I mean, you really never know. There's so many things that could happen, like a corrupt CEO in the future. Somebody, you know, somebody could embezzle like a crap ton of money. You really don't ever know what could happen. But it, as far as things, if they stay the same, Apple continues to have its minions every year when they go and release new phones. Like, and I'm not trying to talk trash to anybody. I have one sitting right beside me, so I can't really say much. But as long as it continues like that every year, they got people excited spending a thousand dollars on a phone that the only difference is a new camera. Um, then yeah, you're right. They're totally not going anywhere, dude. The, the, there's a few reasons that I, I think that. Um, one of them being the most obvious is that they're their customers and their repeat customers are live and die Apple. Like they're, they are diehard supporters of this company. And that's the exact reason why people spend $1,100 on a phone every single year. Like I know people, regardless of if their phone is fine, it doesn't matter. They're going to spend the money. They're going to wait in line. They're going to pre-order these new devices. And that's just that's what comes into play it's not necessarily the upgrades that they make every single year it's just the fact that they're they make a product that is consistent that it's reliable and the people who spend the money feel like they're getting the value out of the product now the second reason and this is this is debatable i want to get your thoughts on this okay so uh i believe it was marcus brownlee that i heard this from um so tech review youtuber and um he was like 
the thing about Apple is, and this isn't just an Apple thing, but I think Apple does it the best, is they might create a problem for their customers. Like let's let's talk about um, the example of the headphone jack when yes. they got rid of the 3.5 headphone jack in the phones. They create problems so people then have to go buy more products. Well, the, yeah, right. So they, they create a problem for their customers, but they provide a solution right after they announce the problem. Like it was the same Apple event where they were like, no more 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, but we have AirPods now. And that's exactly why they'll, they'll be around forever. If they can continue to be like, yep, we're moving forward and we're leaving everybody in the dust who doesn't like this, but everybody who wants to come along for the ride, we have another product for you, or we have a solution that will fix the issue that we just announced that's how they're going to continue. I mean, it's just a snowball effect. Do they make money hand over fist every year? Okay. I'm there with you. And I am not trying to dispute anything you just said, because you're absolutely right on everything, but here's my hypothetical, right? For you. And I I want to get your thoughts on this now. Um, Say, I feel like phones and, and maybe you'll disagree with this or not. I feel like phones, especially for the past five plus years almost have been fairly stagnant as far as development, right? Cameras have gotten a lot better, but consistently that is the only thing that changes that in the screen size. And now the phones are just getting a tad bit thinner every year, just a bit. At what point does some unknown company, some unknown next Steve Jobs, Elon Musk come around and just completely change the landscape of phone technology, because at some point there's going to have to be a big jump. At least that's how I feel because it's been the same, you know, you'll get the big phones like with the notes and stuff. But other than that, what has really changed that much? Unless I'm, it could just be recency bias. Tell me what you think. Well, a lot of it is, I mean, now it's performance based. Like, you know, when the, I would say that the last big thing that that was released was face ID. Like when everybody was like, oh my God, you mean there's not going to be a thumb, like a, a there's not going to be a home button? Like, what is this? Um, but I feel like that wasn't, you know, some incredible revolutionary it, tech. It wasn't revolutionary, but it was a big change to phones. It was a very large change to phones. Um, I think, you know, I don't know what the next step is. I, I, I don't know. But a lot of these changes that you're seeing in, in these phones that continue to come out year over year is just a lot of it's performance based right now. And it's like, we're going to put a new chip in and you're going to have, you know, you're going to have faster performance and your phone's never going to lag or whatever the case is. And we're going to put new Bluetooth chips in here. So you have better connectivity and low latency. And then, you know, 5g, we're going to put 5g in these phones are going to be 5g enabled. I don't know. Like I'm sure that these people, not just Apple, but I'm sure that the people who manufacture phones already know what's coming in the next four or five years and that you, that's you what, think so though i do because that's what makes them successful like it's it's about who's first and then it's about who does it better okay, you know what i'm saying like 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 apple was not the first company to release wireless headphones they weren't oh i, I know that but i they, mean and, but but they do it to a level where they're going to win over a lot of people, whether they're Apple supporters or not. 
Well, I'd also say one of the reasons they win over so many people is not necessarily because their products are superior. It's because if you have one or especially more than one Apple product, it just makes sense to continue with the, the trend because the more Apple products you have, you know, the things that aren't Apple at that point are just a pain in the ass sometimes to deal with. So, I mean, the only thing I can think of that doesn't really have that problem for me. I have an LG monitor, but it's, it's connected through my laptop. Like it's a Mac screen that's on it. So all it does is give me the display. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know. It, it's hard. You're right. It's hard to say with the success they've had that they're going to fall off. And I want to kind of use that to segue into something I was watching. Haven't finished watching. I should preface before we start um, the friends reunion. I tweeted about it on yeah. the OJ Twitter account. And um, it is not what I expected it to be, at least from the first 35 minutes that I watched. It's almost two hours long, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, I thought it was going to be a reunion as in they were going to be the characters again. And it's, they did like a talk show portion of it at the beginning with James Corden, um, like a favorite episode. So I don't know what's in store for the last hour of it. I'm going to end up watching it with April at some point, but um it was interesting. They One of the things Corden said was that um, since it's airing, it's been watched. The show has been watched over 100 billion times. How, how do you feel, though, about James Corden being the host of that show, like being the host of the reunion? Um, I don't really know too much about Corden, if I'm being honest. So well, I don't well, really here's, feel here's, too much here's one where way the, or another. But here's where the backlash comes, right? You're talking about friends, Jennifer Aniston and so on, the rest of the cast. One of the, probably the most successful, I don't know the statistics, but probably the most successful American sitcom and TV series of all time. And the only Brit- other one I could think could, would even be close to Seinfeld. And you have a British guy doing the hosting. Like, I don't, I personally don't care. I'm just yeah, saying I don't, that, that, I was, f- that was the backlash on on Twitter and in conversations is like, you have one of the greatest American TV series of all time. And now you have a British guy doing, you know, hosting the reunion. Again, I I have another topic that we'll talk about later that I think just, it's not, it's not related, but it's, it just goes along with like how people react to things. Um, I I don't see, I don't know. Me personally, it just the whole friends reunion thing. I liked Friends, but I wasn't like one of those diehards. Yeah, I'm there for, with you. Me, I, have, dude, I know people that are. For me, this Friends reunion, like, it, I don't know. It, it just seems kind of like a... Money grab? Yeah, just like a PR thing for these actors and actresses. Like, Jennifer Aniston is never going... You know, she's she's fine. She didn't need to do this. She wanted to, obviously. But it just seems like a... Let's rekindle it so, you know, we can maybe get some more PR out of this. I don't know. Like, you know, friends diehards are going to be super upset at the fact that I said what I said, but it's just, I don't know. It, it seems so long ago that it's like, really, we're, we're, we're doing this. Yeah. I mean, it's almost as if like, I don't think they should have an office reunion. I mean, I, I think so. I actually caved and bought Peacock the other day so I could watch The Office again because I haven't seen it in months. I was like starving to watch The Office. It was ridiculous. I kept bugging April about it. So she was like, Owen, just shut up and buy Peacock. Just do it. So I did. 
And I think what they did as far as trying to please the fan base was smarter. They did uh, two seasons of what they call super fan episodes, right? It's like extended cuts. From what I remember on Netflix, the episodes were about 21 minutes and the super fan episodes were 38 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, and like even the the very first episode extended cut, like there is so much extra stuff in there. And it was way cooler than seeing those dudes today, like Steve Carell, um, John Krasinski, all them to get together. And for, for what reason? You know, like the fans would think it's cool and people would watch it, but it's not the same anymore. They all know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, it's just, it's sort of in the same breath. And, and we can kind of transition away because I'm just going to keep beating the hell out of these TV series that try. That, and that's fine. I'll, I'll transition away perfectly, com- like completely off topic because I have to ask you, what's your beef with porcupines? They hurt dogs, bro. You have you ever ne- have you never seen Lamb uh, Lamb Before Time? <laughs> have you ever seen uh, Homeward Bound? Nah, bro. Oh man, Chance was trying. Chance got hit, hit with a porcupine right in the face and then they they go after the dog promoting science it's just messed up man i porcupines i'll fight one wow okay well i didn't know you (laughs) felt so strongly about this and that that i have to bring this up just because i'm still kind of stuck on the intro to the show man if you're still listening this far first off thank you but i just man i was off my game today and that Completely reminded me, um, there was a dude we interacted with on Twitter the other day. Me and Josh have been talking about this off camera. Um, I would like to confirm that, yes, in fact, we are not a podcast about orange juice. Yes and no. Um, yes I mean, there's there's a there's a beef here, but that, I feel like, was just sparked because you know of what, what we decided <laughs> What's what's so what's 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 so funny about what he said? Because he was like, is this a podcast about orange juice? Yeah, he was so serious. Like it was a legit. Oh, you would... <laughs> like that's why you guys. Do you guys talk about Dole orange juice and and Minute Maid orange juice every single week? How do you? Oh my god! Just, just to old. give some, just to give some context, this dude. Um, if he's listening to this, that'd be. I I I really hope he does one day. Um, if he goes back and looks at his mentions from the other day, but regardless, the dude tweeted something about how if you like pulp orange juice. Um, you know, we can't be friends. And naturally I saw it on my main Twitter account and saw an opportunity, right? So I went and seized it and switched over to the OJ account and proceeded to give the man hell for his atrocious OJ take. Quick interruption to make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast. And if you are, thank you so much. Think of one person that hasn't heard this show yet that you think would enjoy it. Share it with them. Here's the rest of the episode. And I just wanted to give a big shout out to a man who, in this movie, I loved it so much when I was a kid, School of Rock. Uh, the dude that played the drummer, the blonde-headed kid that was a little wacko, thought he was cool for smoking cigarettes in a van with some, you know, wannabe rock stars and their uh, groupies. Man, uh, I think he was only in his 20s, maybe 30s, Kevin Clark. He passed oh, away. at Dude, he was 32. 32. 32. Man. You're not too far off of that, Josh. How do you feel about that? I'm That's also, still really young. I'm also not too far from where it happened. Really? What? Yeah, it happened in Chicago. Wow. Do you know how? I, I didn't see how. I just saw that he uh, had passed. I, I didn't I didn't read the story, but he uh, died in a bike accident. 
like a motorcycle accident. I don't know. It just said bike. So who knows? In the city, dude, you could, just... I mean, you could be a bicyclist and get hit by a car. That happens a lot. I mean, it, that school rock just makes me think of how I still haven't started playing guitar. Um, to be honest, <laughs> makes I, you think again, of, <laughs> like school rock. It's such a good movie. It makes me think of how lazy I've been and not pick up a guitar. <laughs> you know, you know what I have picked up recently though, Josh, and it'd be interesting to see if how how you feel about this game. But um, one of my homeboys has a big fixation on chess. is is pretty good at it, and uh, he got me hooked. I, I've been playing it a lot recently and I can't really stop myself, but I'm still shit at it. Like I've, I've played him. I've played him a couple times since, and he still just kicks my ass every single time. You know what though? I think, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've seen this yet. Uh, I'm sure you have. because It was so popular, but you've seen the Queens gambit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. So good. I think I, I actually started rewatching it the other day just because I've been playing chess so much. Yeah. Like, I, I've, uh, I've started watching it again, but I watched it when it first came out. You're right. It was number one on Netflix for like a, it, for a minute, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's another good chess movie that my homeboy recommended me after the Queens Gambit. If anybody else is interested, it's called a uh, pawn sacrifice um, with my boy, Toby McGuire, the OG Spider-Man, um, the goat better than Tom Holland. Yeah. He was in a, another chess movie. It was based off a true story, by the way, too. So that, 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 that was pretty cool. Um, do you want to do uh bop or flop? Yeah. Um, I've, for everybody listening, um, I've been trying to figure out a better way to implement bop or flop. Cause it just kind of like comes kinda up hits in the you. show. Just kind of hits you. Uh, so let's, um, what am I trying to say here? Let's, let's do this. Let's, right. I'm going to try this and then you, I don't, I don't you guys, know what Josh is saying, by the way. So I know neither do I really, neither do I really. So here, here's bopper flop. You know what this I is? I just listening to the song the other day, dude. Let it play a little bit. This song changes up so many times, though, that this isn't a small clip isn't even enough. You do realize that when the song is playing, nobody's going to be able to hear you. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. I didn't know that. Okay. I, well, the point of bopper flop is for them to be able to listen to the song. <laughs> well, okay. Well, for anybody that didn't know, it was Under Pressure by by Logic, right? That was... Okay. I didn't know if it was Soul Food or not, but yeah, that was Under Pressure. That's a bop, by the way. That Great is song definitely a bop. That that's definitely a bop. I had to I had to like take this this bopper flop seriously because I've been catching so much heat for the bopper <laughs> flops that I've been picking. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness yeah here's the thing logic to me i know like my brother's big big hip-hop guy mm-hmm. his problem with logic is that he's weird like he's a weird dude like if he's not in the studio he's playing video games he's he's reading comics he's doing all this other stuff i think that's what makes him an even better rapper because he's he's like just doesn't give a damn like he'll 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 stream like play video games he'll like post stuff online about like yeah i just got a new arcade game like he he was that type of dude the one beef i have and i i i what was her name Je- jessica her, Wait. his his ex-wife was uh, it was it jess maybe dude let me tell you i 
I don't care about celebrity relationships. Yeah. Except I, for I, that one. Except for what, that one. What they were make gold, sure, bro. Uh, I can't, I think her name was I forget what her name was and it was it was kind of sudden their breakup yeah, was just like happened. I was so surprised that because Logic just in the I think she was on the cover of the album like he released right before it got announced Bobby Tarantino too yeah it was that and okay see here here's how I feel about Logic because I have I've seen a lot of people that really just don't like him at all there's a lot of diehards and there's a lot of people in the middle too. Yeah. Right, his fan base is very spread out. I guess is the best way I could think to put it. But Logic, his favorite stuff of mine was his early stuff, like his mixtapes, the Young Sinatras, yep. and even his first two studio albums, Under Pressure and The Incredible True Story. Tits is what I call it. Yeah. Um, it's outstanding. Like both of those projects had me and a couple other people I know um, that like him a lot really excited to see what he was going to continue to put out. But I felt like, um, I forget, what was the name of the album? Everybody, the one with 1-800 on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was the name of the album. To me, it just, I don't know. Like, that was his most successful one. But to me, it wasn't anywhere close to his best. And it felt like he's just kind of gone downhill since then. To me. I totally agree. No, no, I agree. I agree because... The thing, the thing about Logic that I really liked is the fact that he kept owning the fact that like he was a mixed dude, nerdy, like nerdy dude, and just didn't. He just like, yeah, I, I go into the studio and then I hang out with my wife and my dogs and I play video games and shit. Like that's what I do, and he owned it, and that was it. It felt so genuine, right? Anytime he released a song, I was like, well, I got it, I got to listen to it because I know, like, I just know, I feel like I know Logic, so I'm gonna listen to it. But then after the divorce and stuff, I don't know. Like, I don't know if he did it before, but like, he was like, yeah, I, like, I started making songs about smoking weed and stuff. And I'm like, it's cool that you do that. But like, you, I feel like you just wouldn't have made a song about this before. That's, that's it, a it fair just, point. It just, it just felt like his music took a turn. Like he was like me against the world. Like I'm, I'm a single dude. Like he had a kid. It's like, I, like obviously there's nothing wrong with doing any of those things like i'm not i'm not judging the dude i'm just saying that it did feel like changed. his music took a complete turn like you and you can see it um if you look in it, or know his discography like at all you can see a very distinct like oh this is much different than what he started doing and continued doing you know early in his career it was just Logic is a strange one to me. I, I I always have a soft spot for him because I, I really like a lot of his old songs. Yeah. But even his newest album that he dropped and he was like, it's my last one or we'll see if that, you know, holds up or not. Who knows? Yeah, I feel like he said that a couple of times, but it was okay. There was some good songs. I think there was an under pressure too on there. Um, you know, speaking of listen to the first under pressure, but yeah, I, he's, he's mixed uh, for me that, no pun intended. That was <laughs> no pun intended, but for that. But um, what do you have for uh for trends, Josh? It's Memorial Day weekend. Do you have anything special planned? Memorial Day weekend, man. Let me tell you, Memorial Day weekend here in the Midwest is very odd. Um, this is usually the weekend where we open up the pool, we get everything ready in the backyard for the for the summertime vibes, but. It, Every single year, 
it rains and it's the weather's terrible and it's not a good time putting all this stuff together. Like today, it's 48 degrees and raining. And it's like, how am I supposed to vibe when it's 48 degrees and raining? Um, I don't necessarily have anything super special. I have a lot of things that are up in the air and possibly won't happen. It's either going to be a very busy weekend, but it could also be just a weekend of nothing, which either way, it is what you're going to be watching baseball this weekend. I know that's one of your favorite pastimes. Definitely watching baseball this weekend. Um, Uh, Can we just before we talk about Memorial day weekend, baseball memories or anything of the sort, uh, you got to tell me about how you feel about the pirates um, chances in the triple a league. Let me tell you like the the, pirates wouldn't win in the minor league, the the Pittsburgh pirates. I have a, my, my cousin, um, my cousin married a guy who born and raised in Pennsylvania, big mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Pirates fan. And poor I remember guy. first, huh? I said, poor guy. Yeah, poor, <laughs> seriously. I, so when I met this guy, you know, we started talking baseball and he's like, yeah, I'm a Pirates fan. I'm like, man, I'm really, really, really sorry about that. And he's, he's, he doesn't stick up for his team. Like he's very realistic about the Pittsburgh Pirates and the way they do business and the way their front office works. It is embarrassing, to say the least, the way the Pittsburgh Pirates handle business, the way that they acquire players that won't allow them to succeed. Like, no disrespect, but, I mean, it's just the way it is. And it's it's bad. It's it's really bad. I, to be honest with you, I don't think they win in AAA. I, I don't. I, I think um, they're successful in AA, <laughs> but I don't think if they got demoted to AAA, I don't think they win a game. I'm sorry. To, they're, they're so for, for anybody listening that's not a sports fan or, or you know, in particular, an MLB fan that didn't see this, it, it was just mind blowing. Javier Baez for the Chicago Cubs, the Cubs and the Pirates playing the other night. And uh, Baez hit a, a pretty, he smacked it. I can't lie. You know, you could hear it come off the bat. He ripped it to third base, I think it was, or shortstop. And, you know, pretty routine throw with two outs. Two outs. He threw it to first base, throws a little off the bag. First baseman catches it off the bag and starts running Baez down to home, right? All he has to do is step on first base, and the inning is over. Yep. They ended up scoring a run because Baez ran him all the way down to home, and they missed the tag at home from the runner on third, and Baez ended up on second base. Like, that is little league stuff right there, bro. And so the – Man, I could go on and on about how many things went wrong with the Pittsburgh Pirates in that that specific play, but it it's just it's it's just another embarrassing embarrassing situation for Pittsburgh. I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know how they're still running as a franchise. I I don't I don't get it. I, I, they're so bad. They're they're so bad. And that's the that that's all I want to say about the Pirates because again, I could go on and on and on. Um, well, I do want to talk cities. Huh? Oh, go ahead though. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I do want to keep stay on the sports topic. Uh, it's not my trend, but I do think that it, it goes into Memorial day weekend and, you know, summer being right around the corner. So Russell Westbrook and Trey young oh, yeah. were, were yep. both victims of fan assault. And let me tell you. We just we just got fans back, people. Come on. Let me tell you. Okay, so Russell Westbrook got hurt. He sprained his ankle, and he was on his way back to the locker room. And a fan—I don't know if he, he was a 
I think he was a Sixers fan. I, I really don't know. Yeah, but, he, he, he was a season ticket holder for the Philadelphia yeah, oh, even 76ers. Better. Even better. So um, he dumped popcorn on Russell Westbrook, and Russell needed to be held back by security because he was about to go after this guy. And Not then just it, held back by security. There was about seven people yeah. that had to hold him back, man. Yeah, and then Trey Young literally got spit on. Now, yeah, there was a there was a lot of people with the spit thing that kept saying, you know, oh, it, it looked like in the camera that dude was just spitting on the ground. You should not be spitting. Be in- spitting anywhere. Yeah, I, look, I, <laughs> like, I, okay, so we're gonna excuse the fact that he was just spitting, like in general. I'm sorry, I, especially in, in this, this in yep. a COVID state where like things might be opening up, but at the same time, like we're still a little weary. You're just spitting. You okay. Should, you should, if you spit on somebody, even now that we're somewhat near post-COVID, you should catch a charge. You should well, get yeah, a charge absolutely. for spitting on somebody. And the only reason that makes me think Trey might have not gotten directly spit on is, and this also could be true because it was in the middle of a game, could have been heat in the moment, and he didn't feel it. But I felt like if it would have hit him, he would have reacted. Don't you yeah, feel the same way? I do, but at the same time, like that doesn't, and I know you're not saying this, but that doesn't excuse the fact that like, Oh, absolutely not. Spit it. Like, it's like, Oh, well he didn't spit on me. So like he didn't spit on me. So it's fine. It's like, well, no, the dude attempted is what it looked like. Attempted to spit yes, at least in exactly. your direction. Dude. I, <laughs> I don't hold any merit. I don't hold a platform, but all I'm going to say is if these people want to abuse the fact that things are opening up and you want to act like animals, like you're going to get, somebody's knocking you out. It's people there. There are people that have realized like, wow, just like the amount of things that we're able to do each and every day and go wherever we want is such a privilege. There's people out there that think that way. So for people like the popcorn guy or the dude trying to spit on Trey young, they've gotten to the point people have gotten to the point where it's like they just don't give a fuck like they will hit you and they don't care yeah i told somebody on twitter last night that they just should have let him go full vernon maxwell on him there was a time (laughs) for anybody that doesn't know like vernon maxwell literally walked into the stands in a during a timeout um during a game and punched the fan and continue to walk back and sit down on the bench continue the timeout and walk right back on the floor afterwards and nobody said anything Game wasn't stopped. Nothing. That's exactly, especially Russell Westbrook. Like he should have been able to walk up there, look that man in the eyes, and be like, "You, you gonna dump popcorn on me again now?" Because right. he damn sure wouldn't. I t- I'll tell you that much. Well, and that's the thing about like this is the last thing I'm gonna say about it because I think it's just asinine. The, yeah. The the big reason I personally think that these fans do things like this is because they know that these players aren't gonna do anything. Like they know that security's there, they're not gonna let anything go down. They they got huge huge stones when they're in the stands. They they think yep. they can do whatever they want and 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 get away with it without any physical harm. Like th- th- both of these guys should be banned, and it is what it is. I just think yep. like you're 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 just a dumbass. That's 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 what it boils down to. One more uh, sports thing. This is really more of a shout out and appreciation um, little segue into my next and absolutely the most important topic of the day. Um, but last sports thing before I get to the most important topic of the day is the Panthers. Josh, I, I, I doubt you saw it, but their social media team for one has consistently been like incredible. 
Mm -hmm. um, one of the best in the NFL that I've seen unbiased. And they released a 34 minute video the other day called Panthers confidential. And it chronicled um, all the pre-draft stuff. Like you literally got to sit there and watch Matt rule write out their mock draft um, one through 10, I think it was, or up until eight where they picked talk about the guys they like insider conversations. Like it was just incredible behind the scenes content for an NFL team to just give their fans. Um, so I just want to say, you know, prayers up, keep bringing me that kind of content. I could literally inject it into my veins. So uh, shout out to the Panthers. If you guys haven't checked that out, even if you're not a Panthers fan, go watch it. Cause it's, it's worth the 34 minutes for sure. If you're an NFL fan at all. All right. All right. Segue here. Most important topic of the day. It's been five years. RIP Harambe, man. Oh my God. I can't believe you're bringing this up. Harambe. I cannot believe you. I can't this was, right listen, listen, Josh, listen to me, man. Before you start hating on Harambe, that was a very, very important time in whatever alternate reality we're in. If Harambe <laughs> didn't die, a lot of things would be different. I, sure. Whatever helps you sleep at night. I'm not even gonna. You're not. You're not even gonna. You're not, not even gonna, gonna say rest in peace. Like uh, you're I'm, not gonna. I'm no not animal gonna... cruelty. No oh, nothing. Like I'm, it's I'm been just... five <laughs> years, and you're not going to give this this gorilla the respect that he quite honestly deserves. Nothing. Uh, Speaking of animals, can we talk about steak? No, no, I'm not going to let you get off the hook here because (laughs) I put my heart out there and I feel like, I feel like a woman right now. You completely completely ripped it out of my chest. I feel like a woman right now. I said that I can't. Okay. This is ridiculous, Josh. All right. Okay. Are you done? You feel better? Go into what you got to say next. I'm, Um, I'm mad. So I'm also pretty mad, but I'm not mad at any, anything or any single being. I'm mad at uh, a lot of people at once that I don't know personally. So we tweeted about this on the Dose of OJ account. If you're not following at Dose of OJ pod on Twitter, uh, do so and Instagram as well. So this restaurant, this upscale restaurant in, in Philadelphia called Steak 48, they released a mandate of a $100 minimum per person in their restaurant. Now, let me let me reiterate that Steak 48 is an upscale steak and seafood restaurant in Philadelphia. Okay? There are so many people that are big mad about Steak 48's $100 per person mandate. I have a strong opinion about this mandate, and it's probably not what you think. Restaurants can do whatever they want. Okay, like it's plain and simple. Restaurants are, they can do and say whatever they please. Now, will they get backlash? Of course, depending on what it is, they'll get backlash. Now, Steak 48 released this mandate. One, I'm sure in an effort to help their business, like we need to make sure that we're getting at least a hundred bucks out of every single person that walks through this door. And it's also going to, weed out the people who probably go to expensive upscale restaurants and just order an appetizer and leave. So there are people that are like, I'm not going there. Well, hundred dollar minimum. You're out of your mind. This is ridiculous. And to me, those people that are bitching and moaning about that $100 minimum probably wouldn't be going there anyway. 
Like they're just finding Ooh. something to bitch about and 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 they're just using something to complain and stake 48 happened to be the subject of those complaints. It's not yeah. a big deal. It's that's my thing. It's not a big deal. The, the restaurant did something. Some people are going to like it. Some people won't. You don't like it. Move on. For you to well, blow this up, it's 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 ridiculous. And I I suppose that I fall into that category by bringing it up on the podcast, but it just it's crazy to me how bent out of shape people get about a restaurant doing something that really doesn't affect them. Yeah, I'm trying to uh here's here's what we're gonna do real quick because I'm I'm just gonna take a look at uh at the menu here. Okay. This this what this is what I'm gonna do. Okay, so I'm looking at steak. This is the Philadelphia one. This is what their website said. Okay, so let's look at some of the seafood, right? So for a blue crab stuffed sole, $54. Sea scallops, $48. Crab cakes, $49. Sea bass, $53. The steak, veal chop, $65. Uh, Pork chops, $45. Meatloaf, $34. So... You know, this stuff isn't cheap, right? And if you toss in the appetizers, there's only one that's cheaper than $20 or two, excuse me. There's, you can buy peppers, shishito peppers for $10 and deviled eggs for 18 shrimp deviled eggs, which actually sounds freaking good, by the way. <laughs> um, so let's say you get an appetizer, you get, for two people, you get drinks and you get an entree. Chances are you're going to be right there but anyway, this is, this is per person though. So it's a hundred dollars per person. Okay. Now I, think about I, this though, but think about this. So I don't know the terms of this steak 48. I don't know if it's not including a tip or if it's including a tip, but think about it. You go there. Let's say you're not just getting water. Like I didn't even most think time, about tip. Most of the time you're getting a, you're getting wine. You're getting some sort of alcoholic beverage with your steak dinner or whatever you mm-hmm. might be, you might be eating. So you're you're probably gonna land around seventy five to eighty bucks. Well, I would like to point out that I completely missed, um, you know, because it's called steak forty eight, right? I didn't even point out the the steak prices um, for the regular size steaks. They have small and regular. A regular size sixteen ounce New York strip, fifty nine dollars, sixty plus after tax. Um, filet. 12 ounce filet mignon, 60, and then a bone in filet mignon, 18 ounces, $74. So I, I'm there with you. Like if you're going there, I, I, you're right. I have nothing against what you said. They have the complete prerogative to do that. But I'm just saying, even if you are going there with that kind of mindset, like it, chances are you're going to be spending almost $100 per person anyway. So I, I don't see the reason to moan and complain about it. Like it's, Again, you're right. People just find it something to complain about. Um, it's a nice restaurant, man. You you go there expecting to spend money. I mean, if you're going there buying an appetizer and a you know a bottle of beer and leaving, like that's the exact reason they did this. Yep, exactly. So I feel so I'm much there. better. I feel I'm glad I got that off my chest. I can go into the weekend with a clear head. I feel good. I feel good about this. I'm still pissed about Harambe, <laughs> legitimately. I'm I'm still pissed, but um I guess I guess that's gonna be it for uh, episode 43 of Dose of OJ. Um I don't like doing these promos and stuff at the beginning of the episode. I feel like people shove these down their audiences' throat before they even give them any content to begin with. So if you've listened as far, first off, 
thank you. As always, me and Josh appreciate you all as we continue to grow here at Dose of OJ. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, like, listen, you know, whatever it is that you can do on whatever platform you're on. And we would very much appreciate it. And I think that's going to be it for me today. Josh, do you have anything else, my friend? Um, no. Okay. See you. Bye. Thanks for checking out Dose of OJ. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening and feel free to leave us a review. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dose of OJ Pod.